have been here for three and a half hours. Now, how many different ways do you want me to tell the same story? Look at it from our perspective, please. Please. Now, you freely admit to detonating the engines of and thereby destroying an M-Class Star Freighter, a rather expensive piece of hardware. 42 million in adjusted dollars. That's minus payload, of course. The lifeboat's flight recorder corroborates some elements of your account, and that for reasons unknown, and the Stromo set down on LV-426, an unsurveyed planet at that time, that it resumed its course and was subsequently set for self-destruct by you for reasons unknown. Not for reasons unknown. I told you. We sat down there on company orders to get this thing, which destroyed my crew and your expensive ship. The analysis team, which went over the lifeboat centimeter by centimeter, found no physical evidence of the creature you described. Good. That's because I blew it out of the goddamn airlock. Like I said. Are there any species like this hostile organism on LV-426? No, it's a rock. No indigenous life. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? Ma'am, I already said that it was not indigenous. It was a derelict spacecraft. It was an alien ship. It was not from there. Do you get it? We homed in on its beacon and found something never recorded once in over 300 surveyed worlds. A creature that gestates inside a living human host. Yes. These are your words. And has concentrated acid for blood. That's right. Look, I can see where this is going. But I'm telling you that those things exist. Thank you, Officer Ripley. That will be all. Please, you're not listening to me. Kane, the crew member. Kane, who went into that ship, said he saw thousands of eggs there. Thousands. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it! That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all of this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. Get away from her, you bitch. Ugh. The incomparable Susie Weaver. Ugh, Susie Weaver. You know, I gotta say, that line, get away from here, you bitch, deserves a Valerie Cherish type of treatment. Oh my god, I know. I mean, it's, it is it is worth wondering, did Susie, <laughs> niece Sigourney, uh, anyone who doesn't know, her, her given name is Susan, so we of course call her Susie, uh, did she? How did she approach that line? Did she Valerie cherish it? Did she heat up a pound cake and work through emphases? Get away from her, you bitch! Like imagine it was like super casual. Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! Yeah. That's it. Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> Works both ways. Um. <laughs> uh, this So this clip of the week, obviously, Mary's, hello. We are talking about Aliens, the sequel to Alien. Which, can uh, I just say, do you love or hate the idea of calling the sequel to Alien, Aliens? You know... I like it better than Alien 2. 
same. I kind of love it, but I also kind of at some points I'm a little bit Michelle Visage. Oh, you're so stupid about it as well. You know what I mean? Like it's so. Well, there was stu- one alien in the first one, and then there's many aliens in the second uh, one. Sure, logically it makes sense. And then I had to look up: is it Aliens Three or Alien Three? And it's Alien Three. Um, oh, it is Alien Three. I not, thought it was Aliens. No, 3. I was. I was watching it. I was like, oh, that would be a real. Uh, Boy, would that be a real, you know, boner if they made that mistake. But no, it's Alien 3. Okay, that's smart. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I think about a movie like, uh, obviously Scream did the one, two, three, and whatnot. But I like how I Know What You Did Last Summer changed to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, um, I know. I you know what I mean? It's the same feeling of like, I love that it's not I Know What You Did Last Summer 2. But, I, you know, it... I don't know. I, I love it and hate it at the same time, but I more love it. You know, the ratio is not 50-50, if that makes sense. It just makes the third one, I'll always know what you did last summer, that much funnier. Right. And then it's like, how do you keep going? I will never forget what you did last summer. I just remembered what you did last summer. I had this weird memory last <laughs> night about something I think you did last summer. I had a dream about a thing that I think you did a few summers ago. I mean... Franchise. Did we hang out last summer? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think with Alien, Aliens, if you wanted to make a comedy parody in the third one, it would be even more Aliens. Yes, even you more know? Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> more Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah more Aliens. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would be that would be great. I, I would see more Aliens. Um, yeah. Ali- is it Alien Covenant? It's like Alien Resurrection and then Alien Covenant. I don't know if that's a thing. There's Because then there's like, well, maybe it is because there's like Prometheus and there's the whole prequel. Yeah. Uh, have you seen? Because I saw yeah. Prometheus, but I didn't see it. I saw them all. Oh. Yeah. No, I love these movies. Yeah. Is, these are great. Because Prometheus, that was the one where, spoiler alert, some I won't I won't spoil it completely. Somebody gets run rolled over by something and it was like, you know, if you just went like five feet to the left, you would have been fine. <laughs> The Prometheus was a very it was an echo of Alien, mm-hmm. which is why I liked it. Yeah, um, and, and it was it was gruesome. It has like a birthing sequence, right? There's like a does Mary. It is not a birthing. It is an, oh, an I wouldn't call that. A, yeah. yeah, it's it's an extraction. Like. It is that is the most gruesome part of the movie and probably why I would recommend some people read about what happened. If you're squeamish, read about what happens before you see it just to make sure that you can, because it, it will ruin the entire experience if you know, Oh God. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I always, I, I equate it to, you know, if, if you're not visiting, does the dog die.com before you watch a movie, then that's on you, girl. That's on yeah. you because at this point, I, I don't need a trigger warning. I'll just check does the dog die, and if the dog dies or the cat, I don't watch it. Like, right? I'll yeah, never see the smart. shape of water. Well, that's okay. Um, so listen, uh, Alien. We are here, Aliens. We are here with Susie Weaver. Yep. In this clip of the week, I, this is before all hell breaks loose. It it basically picks up from the plot of the first one. And we get Susie Weaver, again, being the most capable and smartest person in the room. And that's one of the things I love about these movies is that Ripley is 
the smartest, most capable person in the room in every scene. I trust Ripley, and I trust her, but I also see her as a human being like she gets emotional she gets angry she she goes back for the cat i mean i think that is also very important is it like yeah she's the most capable person in the room but she doesn't leave the cat behind you know Mm, mm. and yeah yeah and and when when susie weaver yells and gets upset like i don't know my my queer meter just kind of rises oh i love anytime sigourney weaver gets angry anytime she yells or roars it's oh, it's just it's heaven, you know. In this is jumping, of course, very far from our clip of the week. But at the end, one of my favorite things about Aliens is when she has that final fight with the Queen, and the Queen pulls her into the airlock thing, and Sigourney mm. lets out this scream that yeah. is oh, I just it's like it's so cathartic. But uh, but yeah, I I love how the movie kicks off where that yes, yeah, she's been. She's been floating through space for 56 years. She has accidentally run into some, what are, what are they, uh, like a not a mining company, a retrieval. I don't know, whatever they do. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. there's something that she, she just kind of, it's not like it's a rescue crew. And, uh, and then, yeah, it basically, and it kind of makes sense when you think about it. They're like, um, you're saying there was an alien on board and it killed everyone, but then... <laughs> You blew the ship up. So all the only proof we have is that you blew a really expensive ship up, and then we found you drifting through space with your cat. So <laughs> what do you expect us to believe, Ellen? You know? Ellen. Ellen. Uh, yeah, it was October 3rd, Ellen. Or October 4th, Ellen, right? Uh, I did invite you to my party, Ellen. Yeah, yeah. Um, ask your producer. Ask Michael, whatever his name was. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, so, yeah, uh, I... The the whole this movie is set up so well, especially because well, obviously we have the dream sequence, which I think if you had never seen this movie and you're watching it at the theater, it it does kind of remind me of what Kevin Williamson did with Drew Barrymore in Scream, of like, oh, Sigourney Weaver's coming back for Aliens, mm-hmm. and then we kill her in the first scene. Yeah, like, um, it was this kind of. I don't know. It was like, oh, that that would have been a shock. But of course, they didn't do that. Um, and we get we get. God, it's just exactly what I want. We get the relief that Jones is also still alive. Oh, uh, it, it honestly, and I, it, I don't, I don't just say this facetiously. It's one of the things I love about these movies the most. Is a the cat doesn't die, and b. You know, he's it, there's a there's the only thing I don't like about aliens is I don't know what happens to him at the end of the movie, but at least in the first half, there's an acknowledgement that Jones is alive and Jones is going to be safe for the duration of aliens, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's, I mean, I think in Alien, you know, the whole function of Ripley having this cat and, you know, of course, going back for him. And, and I feel like going back for him. I'm probably misremembering it. It's not like she's literally on the escape pod and she's like, oh, wait, my cat. I feel like. No, it's not like that. It's not but like that. She does. She has a case, and she is gonna. She is actively escaping with the cat. Yes, it's not as if the cat is stalling her, and so there's something about that. I don't know that just. It's not just oh, she has a cat, and I have a cat. I love cats. Like I think there's so, and we see more of it this this movie. But there's so many things that just further humanize Ripley, and so I love that she's this like action hero who also has this like 
you know, maternal narrative and loves her cat Jones and, you know, has PTSD. Like, it's such a fascinating character to just reduce as, like, you know, sci-fi action hero, you know? Right. Oh, it's so much more complex than just that. Yeah. And that's also why I love the opening and to kind of connect with our clip of the week is then we're thrust into the scene where everything is so cold they're all in these suits. That woman, oh, she's smoking. I, it's so, I don't know what it is, but that little detail of her smoking and that one shot of her where the smoke uh, kind of stays in her mouth and she doesn't fully inhale it and then pushes it back out. There's something so, uh, God, dominating about that. Um, and she's the other woman in the room, which I also think is just fascinating to think about she's wearing a suit she is with these men and they are all against Ripley they don't want to believe her uh and they're this cold energy and the whole time the whole time uh we have Ronnie Cartwright and other crew members that died kind of just the heart overbearing overbearing in this scene behind them yeah they're running the the you know whatever's on the screen behind her and i just yeah that one shot when they're showing each of their faces and there's you know ripley talking and right over her shoulder is ronnie cartwright and i was like oh my queens my queens uh it was it was nice it was a nice reminder you know a nice reminder as well because i i love i think watching aliens which I thought was a great experience. It, in a way, it made me love Alien even more. Yes, yeah, like I feel a little bit like I I wrap my arms around that movie a little bit more, uh, because I think it is smaller and more claustrophobic and more contained and more intimate and more intense. And so I don't know, like uh, it feels cozier in a really weird way. We like slow bird movies. Some people don't. Some people need the action. Some people need the big weapons and and all of that. And not that Alien didn't have action and all of that, uh, but it did feel like a gravity in a way, Mary. Yeah. Because it's this, it, everything just happens very quickly, uh, but you're also so contained into one kind of straight shot i i do love alien and gravity as you know sort of companion movies and when you think about especially the end with with ripley alone in the escape you know with with Mm. jones but you know i i love that's one of the things i love about alien is ultimately eventually and the more you think about it the scarier it gets ripley is alone in space with this alien you know yeah. what I mean? It's with an alien. With an alien. Yeah. And she is in this haunted house in space, which I've heard someone describe, like, Alien is a haunted house movie in space. And I love ah, that. So good. Right? Yes. I love that visual. And and eventually, she's the only one left on this whole ship with this fucking alien. I just, Ugh. that is always going to get under my skin more than even Aliens, where it's like, okay, there's hundreds of them. It's It's almost too much. You know what I mean? It feels just like a different movie. Yeah. I think that's really what it is. It's such a different feel. And um, obviously it's Cameron and uh, it it was meant to kind of blow up and get bigger, you know? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's it as, took an idea and, and, and just grew it. Yeah, yeah. It, it put the action movie kind of um, engine into this car. And, right. and what was interesting, you know, and again, I want to say overall, I think Aliens is a, fantastic movie and is so just like 
well made and an interesting story and it is really you know complex and and great characters but it was it was funny how even though it was this big action movie i found i was it was almost the reverse of usually watching an action movie where there'll be like quieter scenes that you kind of maybe zone out a little bit and then the action scenes you're really like gripped mm. to the screen I almost tuned out a little bit during some of the action scenes and was like the first hour of the movie, you know, they don't, not much happens for like 45 minutes. Right. I couldn't stop watching. I was fascinated. And I think that's kind of what Alien feels like. It's so much more of what the first half of the movie feels like. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I like the setup. I do like, you know, we're not in space yet. Right. Yeah, the, um, the setup is strangely interesting. You know, like the idea mm-hmm. that okay, knowing that the action is not going to start for about an hour into the movie didn't bother me at all. Right. You know, when I first saw this movie, I did think Paul Reiser's character was a android, was a, a synthetic being. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. But he's not. He's he is such the villain. And the other reason I love this setup scene, this clip of the week, and then just what this movie does is that it really tells us what the movie's about, mm-hmm. uh, or what the movie's going to be about, which is like, you know, humanity's greed is what fucks them up. Right. Right. Like yeah. Eventually, because I think it all what all kind of goes down, and I didn't really appreciate it till watching it this time. And I think a lot of these details were in that like special edition, but you know, essentially Ripley. I watched that one. Yeah, yeah. which, I, which I, I mean, it was like two and a half hours, but it was worth it. Um, but it was like Ripley, I guess she's like stripped of all of her, you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. FCC license. Yeah, whatever yeah. license she has. And then she's given this opportunity because they have to go down and investigate this thing uh, that, you know, hey, do you want to like uh, pilot this trip? And this will be your opportunity to get a job. And it's almost like... Um, this happened on Nurse Jackie, where like in the last season, she loses her nursing license and she has to be a janitor at the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, and she just kind of work her way back up to being a nurse again. I feel like Ripley was basically like, "Well, you can come be a janitor on this trip," you know. Uh, though I think she was like a lieutenant. I don't think she was a, a, a grunt, but yeah, I think she yeah she had some higher thing that was calling her back, and obviously the the nightmares and the sweats and the the trauma. She kind of realizes I. I need to get over this trauma by facing it, yeah. right? Which is, you know, in some people's minds, the worst decision. And some psychiatrists and, and psychologists might be like, nope, that's what you need to do, Ripley. Um, so it did remind me, Mary, of Under the Tuscan Sun. Like when she calls up Paul Reiser, I, it was very much a, Patty, when do I leave? <laughs> Burke, when do I leave? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Burke, you're going to wipe out the aliens, right? Right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it it is in a way. It, I mean, I think that was kind of the concept as well. Is it's sort of you know this this PTSD model is that sometimes the people most traumatized are the first ones to jump back in, and mm. uh, and I think that is also what makes the first hour of the movie interesting. Is obviously it's watching Ripley navigate grief and PTSD and trauma, and it's just like ugh. I mean. Not to be not to be missed, but if mu- you know much uh, deservedly, Sigourney Weaver was nominated for an Oscar for this. Yes, and uh, which I did not know, and it was like, and rightly so. Yeah, like, she fucking kills it in this movie. She disappears completely as an actor. You know. Yeah, it's I I just love because it's like the first time you know someone in a woman in an action movie has been nominated for an Oscar, and I just I like that it defies the idea again of like what 
a, an action hero would be. I mean, I you think of like the Marvel movies now, and I, I I can't speak on them informedly. I don't watch them, but I would be surprised if it's like Oscar nominee Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson yeah. for Black Widow. Like, I just don't. Uh, I don't see it for me, you know, and so I love that that Sigourney is a is a nice exception to that role. Absolutely. Well, let's just you know, as we're talking about casting in this movie, let's just name some other names of who's in this because there's you know, uh, not only is there Paul Reiser, uh, and of course this is a this is a main stage free skate episode, but Mary's listening. Whenever we do a movie, typically on Matreon, we like to identify if they are a Matreon alum. Have we talked about them before? Have we queened mm-hmm. out on them before? And so if you're if you're like, what's this Matreon alum shit? Well, you should go to patreon.com slash allrightmary. But uh, this is, of course, the portion of the evening where we try to figure out if we've ever talked about these actors before. Mm-hmm. So Paul Reiser, I think, is a is new, is new to us. I don't believe he's ever come up in our conversations before. No. Uh, Bill Paxton... I mean, he's probably come uh, up in our dreams, but I we've definitely talked about him as someone we thirst after. Yeah, he is definitely, I'm, and he was. You know, there's a part of me that like, you know, when his character was like, "Game over, man, game over," I was like, "Shut up!" But also, like, sit on my face. You know, it's yeah, no, def. He's definitely is a sit on my face oh, actor all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, you know, the movie that I would totally do with Bill Paxton would be Twister. Oh, and I sure. know you don't like Helen Hunt, right? Well, I don't like Helen Hunt in as good as it gets, except for that one line. But I'll <laughs> I like Helen Hunt. I mean, don't get me okay. wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you wanna do Twister? Okay. Well, <laughs> guess what else Bill Paxton was in? I don't want to guess. I've been pushing for it, and here's another reason. He's in the Evening Star. Oh, the Evening Star. Sure, right. We should we should talk. About I'm obsessed doing that with the Evening later. Star. Ugh. Yes, you love the Evening. I love. Star. The I did star. watch that nudie scene. I watched the nudie. Sure. Scene with, my, with my lover. But there's so much. Th- I mean, yeah, with uh, uh, what's his name? Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Oh no, it's uh, Scott Wolf. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah Scott but, Wolf. The other, the other Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> The other side of the Eiffel Tower, yeah. Um, <laughs> certainly. Oh, man, that's so true. Ain't that may the we, truth? May we, may we. Yeah, we, uh, we, madame, Monsieur. all over my face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, butter my croissant absolutely. all day. Yes. Uh, too leisure, yeah. too leisure. Um, so uh, who else? Okay. Who else is in this movie? Well, here's one. Okay, speaking of Bill Paxton and weird crushes, and I wonder if, I, I, I wonder if any of this registered for you. In this movie, I don't know why what it is, but I have such a crush on Lance Hedrickson. I knew you were gonna say. I him. don't know what it and is. I don't know. Wh- I don't know what it is either, Mary. And I'm not shaming you. I think you know attraction comes in all shapes and sizes, and it's wonderful. Um, I was not attracted to Lance. Henriksen. I think I'm attracted to Bishop. I just love his. I know oh, he's, Bishop! I th- and I think that's what it is. It's Lance Henriksen physically is not you know not my type, but Bishop has such a lovely energy, and I know he's an android, but you know maybe that's what I need is someone who doesn't have human emotions or doesn't poop. You know? <laughs> oh my God! Wow, you're saying a mouthful there, Mary. Yeah, I, I, uh, the only person that I think like hit my. Was was Bill Paxton? Was Hudson? Yeah. Um, not Michael. Otherwise, 
No, I was just so focused on uh, Susie Weaver uh, and obviously Hudson and then Vasquez. Oh, I want um, Vasquez to destroy me. Forget Hudson. Absolutely. Jeanette Goldstein absolutely. is so hot in this movie. Just butch icon in this movie she, as Vasquez. Ab- she is very, very sexy. And you know who I have to just big shout out to her? Um, there's another quote unquote kind of non-binary uh like it's very androgynous there's a character on there that is very androgynous it's not the pilot there's another there's there's two <laughs> other women there's uh the pilot is a uh, cripple pharaoh come on spunkmeyer i hate her okay so i think it's cynthia dale Scott. yeah it's corporal dietrich yeah uh we and see I her was, in some earlier yeah. scenes yeah i was just like taken with her whenever she was on the screen. Um, yeah, she's one of the first to get killed when they get down there. But I remember correct. her because I was like, oh, I'd always remembered Vasquez, but I was like, I forgot there were other women. Oh, yeah. Ladies. There were some other women. Yeah. And and also just, I don't know, ambivalent in sure. terms of gender. Sure. Yeah. I mean, even Pharaoh, you know, had a, a, a bit of a non-binary quality. Yeah. But I guess that's none of my business. Yeah, right? Yeah. Sure. It also was like. Other than Ripley, I don't really care what any of you are. And, of course, with Vasquez, that becomes the joke of, like, oh, has anyone ever mistaken you for a man? And she's like, has anyone ever, How about you? Or whatever the line is. I just butchered the hell out of it. How about you? Oh, well, it's, it's uh, have you ever been mistaken for a man? No. Have you? How about you? <laughs> yeah. Um, she... Yeah, Vasquez is a total badass and gets the biggest gun, which I just fucking Oh, that love. huge gun. You know, I was thinking yeah. about, you know, it's funny, like, I don't know, the parallels with the with the original Alien cast and Aliens, and as they were kind of getting whittled down, I was thinking of Vasquez the way I was thinking of Lambert, of like, she gets just to the end, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's, right. she's one of the last to get killed, so that made me feel yeah. good. And, you know, she goes out swinging, which oh, I think is great. Oh, she and that guy. I mean, yeah. where's the deleted scene of her pegging him is what I want to see. Oh, my but God. I think it was Gorman. <laughs> they kind of have this thing the whole time. Uh, oh, Gorman. God. But that, what I love about Gorman's character is talk about a mediocre man in a leadership role that just shouldn't be in that role. He's right? that and that's guy. When, yeah. yeah, he's that guy. And Ripley's like, oh, my God, I'm taking over. And yeah. then just takes over. Because he's the one who, he had said he had he'd only ever done this in simulation and had never kind of done one of these missions in real life. And so, yeah, eventually they, there's, I mean, all these little details I've missed on previous watches, but there was the science of it of like basically Ripley telling him, you know, let everybody know. Cause they're in some like, you know, control room, you know, on a, yeah. and then every, <laughs> a reactor. Or, yeah. And, and they're in the middle of her inside of a reactor. And she's like, um, they can't shoot any bullets. The whole fucking thing will explode. <laughs> And he's like, um, uh, she's like, yeah. Uh, and then he just like uh, freezes up. <laughs> and eventually it's so gratifying when she's like, get them out of here. And she, and he's, and he's freezing up. And then she, cause they're in a, they're in a vehicle. They're in some kind of tank and she just gets in it and just peels off. And oh it's my just, God. When she goes, she goes, God damn it. I yeah. just, a, a God damn it in a movie. I want a super cut of all the goddamn oh, right? Well, we we talked about this a little bit, but that was another element of this movie. I've been trying to find for years is when she says, "Come on, Ugh. yeah, come yeah. on." A super cut of "Come on" is come on. also yeah something that needs to be made because there's Serena Williams, and every single time she says "Come on," yeah. which is 
just seismic. And then uh, what's the other come on that we know? Come uh, on! Come oh, on. open your mouth. Come on, open your mouth. The kid ate the lineup, right? Isn't I feel like he says come on. Yeah, the, yeah. There's own. there's a league of their own. There's probably uh, and yeah, I think there was another one we talked about. There was uh, oh from Cujo. Well, come on already or oh, something like that. Oh yeah, well come on already. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, a great little D Wallace uh, shout out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. And that's at the end of the movie. We did not talk about uh Ripley and that beautiful moment when she says goodbye to Jones oh. she goes and you you little shithead with a little smile <laughs> with a little smile uh, the You're realness of here. that yeah he is a little shithead he oh, is you little shithead you survived I love you yeah it's that moment yeah and you you little <laughs> shithead you're staying uh, here we are jumping all over, but I don't think there's any other Matron alums in this cast, right? Uh, probably not. And if they are, you know, it, it's a deep cut. But, um, I mean, Sigourney Weaver, it's worth mentioning, is a multiple Matron mm-hmm. alum. Because, of course, we've talked specifically about the ending of Alien. Uh, or did we talk about the whole movie? We talked about the whole movie. The whole movie. Uh, we've done that. That was last year's um, uh, All Right Scary, I believe. Probably. Um and uh, that movie, I, I will, I will champion that movie as long as I can. Oh. I just think that script is so brilliant. I love that it's a slow burn sci-fi horror movie um, and a monster movie. There, and it's also so deep. Uh, anyway, um, but we're talking about aliens today. Um, it is. I don't know why we're why I thought that. Oh, why did you bring that up? So what I'm I was talking about the. Ripley, or excuse me, Ripley, Sigourney Weaver's Matron alum. So she's been oh, an alien. Copycat. 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 And the Ice Storm. Oh, the Ice Storm. When she plays that, that, that loose witchy, woman. That witchy woman. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, she's a, she is now a four-time alum. And that's, once you become a four-time alum, you are, you know, say hello to Colleen Camp. Say hello to Whoopi Goldberg. Say hello to, you know, Francis Conroy Brown. Like, there's very few people we talk about four times. Sandy she Bullock. Is, Sandy Bullock. Yeah, no, she is. Uh, she's a great force. Absolutely. I do love her. Just big shout out to the movie Holes. I think she's great in Holes. Yeah. Boy, was I disappointed when I went to see that. <laughs> um, All right, I, I should have read a review first. But... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what, I mean, we've never talked about Ghostbusters on here, but I feel like eventually, I mean, there is no Dana, only Zool is Oh, man, she's iconic. so good in, Gus, in Ghostbusters. Yeah. And the second one, too. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, she gets to be herself in the second one instead of possessed. Uh, uh, she, yeah, that is, that's probably its own separate episode is just all of the Sigourney Weaverness of Ghostbusters 1 and 2. I think that's yeah. what we would do is specifically Sigourney Weaver in the Ghostbusters movies. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't try to talk about all of it. We might talk about Annie Potts. Okay, hold on. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, and um, you know what I lo- Jeffrey, which we still haven't done. Oh, we still need to do Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, you know what I love about... Ripley in Aliens is that I know her name is Ellen Ripley, but like it could be anything. She could be Jessica Ripley, you know, when she's like climbing the ladder to get into the airlock or something. Oh, that's Christina Ripley, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, she's she's having lunch on the ship. It's oh, that's Pat Ripley. Oh, Pat Ripley over there. Yeah. The movie I was just like, oh, Rebecca Ripley. I was (laughs) going to say Rebecca Ripley. 
Janice Ripley. Yeah. <laughs> Marguerite Ripley. She's got kind of a fun name. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm Marguerite. <laughs> There's Cindy Ripley right yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Christina Ripley, but her friends call her Chris. Yeah. 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 Christina Ripley. It sounds like Christina Ricci, but. Uh, I still just like laugh at Jessica Ripley. <laughs> yeah. What if she was Jessica Ripley? Jessica Ripley, you know. Uh, I feel Dr. like I went Ripley. to college with a Jessica Ripley. She uh, lived in the quiet yeah. study dorm, you know. Uh, you know, it's it would be such fun fan fiction, right? That it it's like, who is Jessica Ripley? We know who Ellen Ripley is. Yes. Who's Pat Ripley? You know, and it, maybe they're all in her family from 57 years ago because, you know, she was asleep for 57 years. Well, there's that, you a, know? that daughter of hers, which I think is a, an interesting oh, thing. The that daughter. It's just in the special edition thing. But, you know, she has a daughter who was 11. It is in the special edition. Yeah. Yeah. So when God. she when she leaves, she the daughter is 11. And then Paul Reiser's character informs her that. Two years prior to her being found, Ripley's daughter passed away in her 60s. Uh, mm. And he sh- you know, shows her a picture. And then in real life, the picture that he shows Ripley is a picture of Sigourney Weaver's mother, which I love. Mm. Uh, and yeah, and, you know, that she, and he says that she had no children. So it's just that idea that, like, you know, Ripley, you know, she's like, I promised her I would be home. And, you know, and now she's dead. I mean, the whole idea of, like, my wow. my daughter is dead and she died in her 60s and I'm, you know, what, in my 30s. You know, like it's that's so Oof. fucked up. And I and I think, you know, it's it's such an interesting thing to get cut because all of that, I think, is all of the emotional weight underneath her relationship with Newt. You know, like I think. Thank you so much. You Absolutely. need all of that. Yeah, because otherwise, Mary, otherwise, throughout the entire movie, I was screaming at the screen, just leave her. When she, like, got rolled into that trash compactor, I was like, well, nature takes its course. Just ask Vasquez, you know? I feel like such a dick, but, like, because I watched watched Aliens, and then you said watch the special edition, and so I watched it the second time I watched the special edition. And I missed all of that. I thought that was in the original cut, Mary. It's not? It's not. No. I mean, <sighs> that's what I read. And if it is, it should be. Because I, I, I mean, obviously, it should be. obviously it's a running theme in the movie of, of Ripley connecting with Newt. And, and even by the end, Newt calling her mom, you know, calling her mommy. Mm. And so, like, it's all, it's all there throughout the movie. But I think it's even more impactful to know that, like, Ripley is a grieving mother. Like Ripley's lost her daughter, and so like that's why she's so drawn to this girl. And like it's, it's kind. I mean, it's it, it is reminiscent of Gravity, right? Like it's again someone who's lost their daughter, and it's just like I just have these like basically flailing heartstrings. I have nowhere to go. You know what I mean? Like I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just dangling out here, and so I think this becomes a, a de facto relationship for the two of them because Ripley has lost her daughter, and Newt's lost her her whole family. You know what's interesting to think about is the idea of Ripley needing someone else to save because saving herself isn't enough. Yeah, I mean, even an alien, she still has to save the cat. It's not just her. Exactly. That's that's yeah. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. Like, if she needs something else because, for whatever reason, she is she's working through something. In within herself, yeah. Well, and I guess if you look at like the larger timeline, if you look at Alien Three, which I feel like everyone knows this, that she dies at the end of Alien Three. Um, 
she kills herself. She jumps into like you know fire because she's been impregnated by an alien. So uh, so. And some people kind of reject Alien 3 and, and just aren't into it. And then there's Alien Resurrection when it's like a clone of her. And um, mm-hmm. But anyway, the idea that like, yes, that Ripley's own life is not her priority in any of these movies, really. And I just, I think that's fascinating to think about uh, of this character who is so smart. Because that's the other thing about Ripley is that she is, she's brilliant. And yet she she can't and you know and emotional and human and whatever and all of that she's not like a robot but she still is so disconnected from herself yeah and again makes me think of gravity it makes me think of like those moments when sandra bullock's character was like you know what let's just turn all these lights Mm. off you know and Mm -hmm. uh and i think because of newt ripley never has that moment you know that's true yeah i i I have to be perfectly frank. Do you want to be Mary? Sure. Um, you be Frank. I'll be Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> I I really don't like Newt. I don't like the character of Newt. I don't like the addition of it. Um, I didn't believe it. Um, I believe that she survived, but I didn't believe that they went to so much lengths to protect her and that she would be safe. Uh, there were so many times in the movie where I'm like, where's Newt right now? Mm. Like, there's bullets flying, there's aliens, like how, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it definitely is a real leap to think even that Newt has survived this long, if you consider that, like, and this was something that I think was in the special edition and not in the original, is they have those automated oh, that. guns that are just, just you know, showering mm-hmm. aliens that are approaching them. You know, they're just killing right. them off as there's much. There's hundreds. There's just yeah. hundreds of them. So I just think, like, if there's that many of them and everybody else has been killed and Newt has clearly been like living in an air shaft, which we know from the first movie, these aliens know their way around a fucking air shaft. Just ask Dallas yeah, they, they... <laughs> yeah. to quote Lambert. Oh, God, Dallas, get out of there. You know, get out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> you know, um, it is kind of nuts to think that like she is staying alive as much as she is. There's also a couple of cutesy moments where I'm like, you know, I don't need you to give anybody like a salute or a thumbs up. Can you just be traumatized the whole time? Oh, I know. You know? I know. I the, the cutesy moments I couldn't handle. I will say this, you know, for Ripley to survive uh, her story that she tells the corporation, you know, it's just as unbelievable as Newt surviving. Right. So I do like that parallel between the two of them as sole survivors. There is right. that, right, that, like, they've also both been through being the sole survivor of something. And so there is that yeah. kind of And underestimated, well. in a yeah. way. Underestimated uh-huh. completely. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a uh, – I don't think it was a cutesy moment. I actually really appreciated the moment when she – you know, Ripley's like – you know, oh well, what about your what about your doll? Oh, your I doll love have that. bad dreams. Mm-hmm. And she's like Ripley. She doesn't have bad dreams because she's just a piece of plastic. This is a Gen Z kid. This is a kid who's been through shit. You know what yeah. I mean? And that was, you know, I gotta say, the, those little moments, and Ripley and Scorny Weaver just acting the shit out of those moments. Like <laughs> they're so good. Like they're so tender, and like they're such lovely little connections. And I love how she kind of smiles. Like, mm, yeah. I guess you're right. You know, like it's she's smart. Yeah, she's a smart person also. Yeah. Right. They're two smart people. They're both survivors. I think that that was the moment that really kind of connected the dots there. I also love just that one scene when they're 
trapped in the room with the alien when Burke tries to get them impregnated. And Ugh. Ripley wakes up, and then she wakes up Newt, and she and she wakes and she's like shakes her and says, "We're in trouble." Like, and and then kind of Newt is like immediately activated. Like, I loved seeing mm. them kind of immediately go into like you know. Uh, fight mode you know yeah um, work together yeah yeah I, I i i could do with a little less screaming oh um, the teapot screaming needed to stop yeah it was yeah. a teapot screaming yeah. yeah it just was the same every time um and you know obviously her very famous iconic line they mostly come out at night mostly oh but the delivery uh, i mean she she says it as if the second mostly is the last name to the first sentence <laughs> They mostly come out at night, mostly. It's like, okay. Well, there's a little bit more of a pause. There. But there they needed to be a little night, bit longer mostly. of one. They need mm. to be like, because it, it, it sounds like a tagline, you know? Yeah, right. But it's also a, I, I don't know. I can't decide now because if it is a tagline, I was like, it's a poorly written line. But it is. It's also, but is it? Um, it's not a, it's not a dialogue-y kind of line. Like it, it's a little too like the script was enamored of itself, you know? Mm. Uh, I, like I sometimes, to be honest, you know, as much as I love Poltergeist, I don't always love they're here. I think that's a bit of a like, you know, the, the script being in love with itself kind of moment. Sure. Sure. Um, and I think this was similar because I could just see it on the poster. They mostly come out at night. Paragraph break. Mostly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's like a no little girl would say that. She would just say they mostly come out at night, you know. Uh huh. That's actually yeah. scarier to me, you know. Yeah, I, I, they mostly come out at night. I don't know. Mostly is so ominous, but I I see what you're saying. Um, it it is a very cinematic line, and you give it to the child, yeah. which say you know. Believe whatever you want to believe. I don't always love child actors. And Newt is adorable. She did her best. And she's still a child actor. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. You know, she's no Tatum O'Neill. I'll give you that. She's no Drew Barrymore. No, she's not Drew, no Drew Barrymore's boy. You know, honestly, this is what, 1980, 1986? Drew Barrymore could have uh -huh. been in this. She, she could have. She was Gertie like four years prior. Gertie. Gertie. <laughs> Gertie. Uh, <laughs> um, Mary, I want to talk about something that aliens kind of reminded me of. Um, after they get back, after they rescue Hicks, Vasquez, and Hudson uh, in that car, you uh -huh. know, Ripley takes over. Uh -huh. Yeah. They're all very sweaty, particularly Bill Paxton. And there's something about sweaty soldiers that is gay to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue with you there. Yeah. Something about sweaty, sweaty soldiers. Uh, sweaty soldiers. I mean, it, it's the name of a 1995 porno. Sweaty yeah. Soldiers. I think I've seen sweaty soldiers and it, there's a sequel you should check out as well. Yeah. Is it more sweaty soldiers it's, or I is it sweaty? soldiers? still know your sweaty soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Or is it sweatier soldiers? It's sweatier soldiers. Yeah. And the last one is drenched soldiers. Yeah, yeah, dehydrated corporals. Yeah. Uh, dehydrated corporals. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, well, you yeah, know, you just drain them. Just drain them um, in every way possible. <laughs> um, yeah, I think 
what's the scariest part of this movie for you? So I, great question, because this is, I was thinking about this. You know, there's, it's funny how the movie, go with me, but it the movie kind of does an accordion throughout, you know, where like, in terms of the, there is kind of smaller, more intense, you know, I- intimate moments in the beginning, and then it expands as they get down to, you know, the planet, and then there's kind of these big action sequences, and then it, it contracts again when they when they do the when they rescue that group, and they, you know, they kind of all gather and they seal off the doors, and it kind of contracts mm. again. You know what I mean? So it kind of keeps expanding and contracting, and then it to me it contracts again. Obviously, once like Vasquez and Gorman die, and Ripley goes to save Newt, and then she, when she gets to that amazing scene where the queen alien is laying eggs, uh, this sequence is the scariest, but I think also the best in the movie. And it's all about Ellen Ripley. And it's all about a the visuals of watching this big thing just pump eggs out of like a some detachable, you know, tubing situation. Ovum, yeah, oh, yeah, right. and. And I think the way the scene reads is like Ripley gets, you know, she she gets Newt and then. Meanwhile, Mary, I just want you to note for people listening. I read that this is the scene John Cameron uh, wrote. James Cameron wrote. He Oh, OK, because he didn't write the whole. Right. OK, got it. Uh, well, that's interesting. Apparently he did write the whole screenplay according to Wikipedia. But I I don't. I, that, that's not what I read in the details. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. Maybe there's some other some other folks, but well, whoever's responsible for this scene, I think it's really brilliant because I I feel like what's going on is that because Ripley starts to like set off the flamethrower, and I it's not to mm. kill the queen; it's to warn her of like stay the fuck away from Newt, or I'm gonna burn you because she right. gets the queens, you know, and the other aliens to let her get Newt. And so she collects Newt, and then one of those pods starts to open that's going to have a face hugger in it. And Ripley does that thing where she looks at the queen, and she kind of tilts her head. And I read it as like, oh, you bitch, I warned yeah. you. And then she just like, just like ablaze, oh. just ablaze. Obliterates. Obliterates the whole fucking yes, thing. that nest. And Absolutely. I just, and that's how I interpret that moment. It was like, you and I had an agreement, Mom, mm. and you uh-huh. broke it, and you're gonna fuck you. And then she just drove her minivan into her, and <laughs> and it's also fascinating because you can also watch this, and you could look at it if you try to like pull back. These aliens are just—they're just. She's just a mother trying to lay her ba- lay her eggs and protect your babies. Like there is that narrative that like I love the queen alien because eventually it's like mom against mom. You know, mm. and and there's a part of me that when she's like burning the eggs and the alien mom is screaming, that I feel bad for the queen. Wow, I know. I, hey, Mary, I could probably get into that headspace, but no, I am kill them all. I am Ripley. Um, I get it. I get it. But uh, yeah, just I I think I am more on the 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 side of. Destroy it, disgusting. I mean, ultimately, because it's destroy so it. gross. Yeah, yeah, like certainly. But it was interesting of like, oh, here's another layer to this villain. Mm-hmm. You know that it's like, well, oh, if you look at it from a different lens, she's just a mother who's just trying to protect her babies, and that I just love that that's in this action movie, this very male action movie, are so many feminine themes, 
and and strong female characters on both sides, you know. Um, oh yeah, for yeah for the alien, the 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 matriarch. Yeah, really. she's the yeah. ultimate villain. I think she's that's calling so, the shots. That's I yeah. think that's fucking awesome. And you know, I also think it's I I would love to know the mechanics of how the alien took the elevator, but. Not worried about it. <laughs> like, did she use her tail to hit the button? You know, like, how yeah, did that happen? I'm sure happen? there's a New Yorker cartoon that could right, be right, 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 beautiful right. for that moment. Yeah. Could you hit four for me, please? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. looks at her watch. Yeah. yeah. Is this going up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another alien tries to get in, and, right. you know, because of COVID, they're right. like, oh, I'll take the next yeah, I'll one. I'll take the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you mind oh no sorry yeah. oh okay hold the door and she flips her tail to hold it like to stick it between the two closing doors uh. so that she gets she spits a little bit some acid drops right, and, right. you know it starts burning the flo- oh oops oh excuse uh, me know. ma'am i'll take the next one yeah right a bunch of people run out yeah I'll take the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I did love about this nest burning scene is in preparation for it, Ripley makes that gun combo herself. When she's strapping the fire machine yeah. to the yeah. everything, like mm-hmm. it is so badass. It I mean, and I think it's I, I love that it is you know, even if, if if we don't love Newt the character or the actress, like I love that it is also motivated by like I gotta go save my kid. You know, like this mm. is basically not without my daughter in space, and that I love. <laughs> well, you know, to 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 kind of make a connection to misery, you know, she's uh, being pulled out from trying to save after Newt falls through and gets abducted by the alien. Um, she. She she screams, no, she's alive, she's alive. And I went, misery's alive, misery's alive. <laughs> Did I do good? <laughs> Did I do good? That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. Ripley turns to Hicks. Did, Did I, I do, do good? good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't shoot any no. bullets in the cockamamie <laughs> reactor. <laughs> oh my God, Kathy Bates is Ellen Ripley. <laughs> Love it, would watch it. Well, n- not even Kathy Bates, but Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes is <laughs> Ellen Ripley. I mean, God help. Annie Wilkes versus the Queen Alien. I don't really know who would win. I don't know. I don't know either. Some of the scariest oh female villains in horror movies are the Queen Alien and Annie goddamn Wilkes. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Annie Wilkes hobbling the alien? Oh, yes, I could. God, I love God, you. God, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> She gets some acid on her face and she just wipes it off. Yeah. <laughs> you silly Billy. <laughs> you fooler. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Don't shoot any ammunition in the cockamamie <laughs> <Maybe> reactor. <laughs> That's great. Put that on a tote bag. Oh, I know. Um, uh, put any Wilkes inside that big. Uh, do- oh, yellow in device. In the yellow, yeah, the, the mover. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, one of the we, – we started this conversation, this part of our conversation off uh, talking about the scariest moment. For me, obviously, the queen's nest is, you know, tense. Uh, the scariest moment for me, and I think scarier than the actual aliens, are those face huggers. Oh, um, yeah. Mostly because they act like – 
spiders on crack mm-hmm. and that is spiders I, I, I don't like spiders um, I I try not to kill kill them especially if they're big yeah because the the, the the visual of a dead spider is bad and I also understand that they are important parts of the world so if I can I will trap one and if it's cooperating and put right. it outside but it has to cooperate mm-hmm. um but these the, the scene where when Burke traps them with the oh, face huggers yes. that to that was disgusting and scary it's i mean and it's so it's funny cuz it almost brought me back to alien of like they're trapped in a small space mm-hmm. and like really the the kind of claustrophobic charm of alien is like you're trapped in a small space and you don't know where this thing is and you know and then there's that the part where the face hugger wraps its tail around her neck and she's trying Ugh. and i mean it's just also like disgusting. Sigourney Weaver's acting in that moment like she just kind of like when i think about that when I, and i i remember feeling the same way i think when they first saw the aliens it's like seeing ripley witness this again like knowing that she's gone through all this i think having ripley with the ptsd of the original experience go Mm. through an actual face hugger trying to do the same thing to her there was just like a there was a context there that i thought was really fascinating you know yeah. Of like facing, yeah. like literally facing her trauma. Facing. Facing right. it, you know? Like I think right. that's uh, that's probably what makes so much of this movie and these moments interesting is it's Ripley going through this, but it's also Ripley the survivor going through uh, a similar trauma again, you know, and trying to navigate it differently. For sure. I, I think what makes this scene and these monsters scariest is when you think about monsters they're not always coming right at your face right they might they'll grab your leg they'll grab your arm they'll grab you know something but like these grab ones your tits grab your snatch yeah <laughs> grab your tits grab your snatch they they specifically want to cover your face and put something in your mouth like that is disgusting yeah and horrifying right it's i mean it's so much more than just getting killed, you know? I mean, I think that's, mm. like, what we see in the first movie with John Hurt's character. It's like, you actually can feel better, and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you can get impregnated with one of these things and then feel like you're fine. Oh, God. I, I, that, to me, they're more scary than the the multiple mouths mother. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's a different kind of threat, but... I think that does bring us to certainly the the big fight at the end of the get away from where you bitch, which, uh, you know, there was, I love that moment, but there was a part of me that was like, you know, Ripley, how did you know that the queen was near her? You were in the other room getting into this little, you know, exo thing. I don't know. I know I'm I'm taking points off for no good reason, but I, I that was one of the things I noticed recently was like, oh, well, Ripley doesn't, I guess Ripley knows that the alien is pursuing Newt, but. Yes. Well, and she, she we, you know, she opens the door, she sees, and says, get away from her. And bitch. the alien's ripping up those grates to try to catch Newt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that final... It's a great line. It's a great line. And that, that final... I think, going back to the accordion thing, what I love about this final fight is in this huge action movie, now we're just down to, like, you know, Ripley versus the Queen. All women. All women. And and they fall into this, basically, the edge of space. They fall into this oh. this chute. That, you know, here's my question. I, I just went with it because it's a movie. I know what you're going to say, but, but like, ask it. Yeah. You know, 
you're not going to tell me that Ripley can climb a, up a ladder against the force of space. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think there was another I, way of doing that, and I just go with it. But like, come on. I don't know it's, if it's the force of space, Mary. It's the air coming out of the ship. That's the force. Even that, don't I mean? Don't you feel like that would be? I don't know. Whenever I've seen other things of people getting sucked into space, there's no. Uh, and there's also like a depressurization that I feel like would be happening, you know? Sure. Like, like when Sandy Bullock opens the airlocks to get yeah. in anywhere, she gets flung. Yeah, I know what you're I know what you're saying, but she still holds on. She was, to her defense, she was holding on with her elbow, which uh-huh. is a very strong hold. Um I am more incredulous, actually, if I'm going to be honest, less of Ripley's talents, but more of Newt holding on to Bishop. Oh, sure, sure. And Bishop is, you know, has been ripped in half. He's and He's half a person. He's half a person. Still a babe, but half well, a person. Well, not even a person. He's yeah. a robot. Yeah, yeah, half a droid. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where you're like, you know, I'm going to just go with this because it's a great mo- moment in a movie. But sure. To gravity's credit, I appreciate, and I know there are a lot of people out there who are like, "Well, this wasn't technically accurate," and I'm like, "Ugh, you know, tell it to Uranus." But I liked that gravity; it felt like they had addressed. They didn't allow such large leaps in, in logic, you know. Sure, there were more scientific kind of uh-huh. inconsistencies, yeah. but not necessarily in the logic of the actual story. Well, I hear you, Mary. It's an action movie at the end of the day, and. I it that was a great shot of the queen holding on to her foot. Like, oh yeah. Not letting go, oh. you know. Well, and and I think again as a comparison to the first movie because this happens in the first movie except it's a smaller moment of Ripley opening the airlock and I guess in a way, you know, it's funny comparing it because in this one it is this huge moment that is both about you know, it, there's, it, they've, they've compounded it. It's getting the queen shot out of the ship, and then she wrap, then she's holding on to Ripley, and then she flies through the ship, and then it's Ripley having to climb out of there. Like there's multiple. That's right. Things to it's overcome. Like, it's like counting down the seconds before you can breathe again. It's like, nope, the airlock's still open, even yeah. though the alien's gone. Right. Yeah. There's like multiple threats, and it's and it's you know huge music, and it's just a huge moment. And it's interesting to compare to Alien, which is such a smaller moment of like Ripley is in a spacesuit, she's locked in, she's, you know, she's secured herself, and she's mm. waiting for this alien to, I think, to, uh, she's like basically waiting for it to approach her close enough that she can then like easily, you know, uh, I think she shoots it with a, like a harpoon gun or something. But mm. the tension is in her waiting of when am I going to hit the button? When am I going to hit the button? And I remember an alien when she – just as the alien gets close to her, she screams while she hits the button. And it's so good. Ah, oh, great moment. Yeah. yeah. No, it ended, it ended in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. I think aliens did what you were talking about in the beginning of this podcast. The aliens just kind of took a smaller story and just made everything bigger. And some people love that. Hollywood loves that, right? There were toys. I mean, this suit is iconic that she's wearing the, you know, the mover. I had the action uh, figure of it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. To have an action figure that's female, Mary, 
in the 80s, you know, you had your Princess Leia doll and then you had your Ripley doll. Like that was that's cool. It, I mean, it's great. Like I and I definitely because I had a lot of action figures as a kid and it was like I always looked for the female action figures. And, yeah. And April O'Neil. April that was O'Neil. The best one. It was like April. Sure. It was like the ladies of Star Trek. It was Princess Leia. She-Ra. She-Ra. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, some of the X-Men ladies and and Ripley. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all of this to be like, they're just two totally different movies. And mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. is. You know, some people would say this is one of those examples of a sequel that's, you know, uh, better than the original. But I think it depends on what no. kind of movie you want. You know, right, right. I, 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 I hear people saying that this is a better, better than the original. I hear them, but I disagree, uh, and that's just because of my taste and what I like. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. This is they're just two totally different movies, but. Uh, but yeah, it's this was a, a a ride. It was just a, an adventure of a movie. I I had a great time with it. I loved I loved how much Ripley like how much depth we got to Ripley in this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I've never seen Alien Three. It looks very grim. I'm not like super compelled to watch it, to be honest. Um, I think you should watch it. Oh, I actually it. I. Yes, I love all of these movies. Um, Alien Three is very '90s, Mary. That's that's kind of the problem with it, but it's fine. So, if um, you were to like sell it, like if you were to say, "Here's something I think you would like about it," can do you do you remember it well enough to give like a pro? I th- the biggest pro, Mary, is that it ends the story, and I know that's such a platitude, but like it ends the story, and that's why I think it's. And it doesn't even really, right? Because of Alien Resurrection. But like right. it is a it it's this movie ends on such a cliffhanger. True. How could you not want to watch Alien Three? Well, sure, right. Like it it's funny that uh, then this movie ends the same way the first movie does. Like again, those parallels of like anything could happen. And maybe that's the idea is they left it open for a sequel. Like, of course James Cameron would think about that, you know? Yeah. Um if I'm gonna be honest, I like the prequels more than Alien 3 and Resurrection. Mm, yeah. I saw, I think, parts of Resurrection. That's the one with Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've seen parts of it, and I remember there's, like, a great scene at the end uh, with, because I think <laughs> Sigourney Weaver has, like, an alien baby that she connects with. Baby. The, a baby. Anyway, something really sick happens at the end, but... Um, I'd watch Alien Resurrection again, I think. But I I recommend Prometheus. Yeah, um, yeah I've seen that. It's so not for everybody, but yeah. I do recommend it um, for you, Colin. Um, <clears throat> and then Alien Covenant just takes the Prometheus storyline. Alien Covenant is before Alien. All right, let's um, see. Alien, which I think is fascinating. Alien Covenant. I'm just going to read a synopsis for myself. I'm putting on my, my readers. The crew of a colony ship bound for a remote planet discover an uncharted paradise with a threat beyond their imagination and must attempt a harrowing escape. Well, that sounds exciting. Who are the women? <laughs> Who are the women? Let's get into that. Catherine Waterston. Okay. <laughs> Carmen Ejogo. Okay. I, I I like Prometheus more than Alien Covenant, but Alien Covenant is very much like the aliens to Alien that uh, it is to Prometheus. Does that make sense? Yes, it's a a it's a it's bigger, bigger story. version of something yeah. smaller. Yeah. 
Um, you know the thing with prequels is I always assume when there's a prequel, like like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies had a bunch of prequels, and I'm like, well, obviously everyone's gonna die. Like, obviously, it's not going to end well, or else there wouldn't then be... You know what I mean? And so that's always my problem with prequels, is I almost feel like I already know the ending. Mm. Would you say that that affects Covenant in any way? No. Okay. No. Uh, If anything, you know that the aliens persist, right? That the alien race persists. Um just because there's movies that come after it. Um, I I kind of like when stories get connected. I think that's why people were excited for the third, you know, episode three Star Wars, right? Because mm-hmm. they wanted to know how Darth Vader came to be and, you know, all of that. The people like the connections. Um, and if you're not a connection person, you're like, no, I already know the ending. Then then, then it wouldn't be for you. But definitely watch Prometheus. Super fun. Right, well, And by fun, already. I mean... Yeah. Oh, you did? I did oh, see okay. that one. Yeah, I saw that one. I, I just, you know, I don't want to watch a movie where everyone dies in the end. It's like, well, why did I watch that? Why did I sit Got through it. this? Um, mm. Does everybody die in Covenant? Uh, that be a huge spoiler, and you can tell me off air. I don't remember. Okay, actually, well, yeah, uh, cool. I don't remember. So that means you know maybe maybe. Um, uh, Mary's and Mary. I Aliens was great. Um, not as good as Alien, in my opinion, but Susie Weaver is just great on screen, and it's this movie is also very eighties, which I appreciate. Bill Paxton is absolutely gorgeous um and i don't even you know i don't mind the himbo energy you know oh i kind of feel with bill paxton it's very it's it's not like i'm watching predator where it's just like there's a a straightforward performance of masculinity i feel like bill pullman is always kind of winking at the camera there's always kind of a tongue-in-cheek like basically like oh i know bill's not serious it's fine you know he was (laughs) in big love i know it's fine he was in the (laughs) evening star i'm not worried you know uh, well, anyway, this was great, Mary's uh, and Mary. Um, yeah, I appreciated Aliens. We have a, a good one next week um, uh, for our next All Right Scary. Yeah. Uh, we're not revealing it, right? We, we agreed on that? Um, yeah. I, I think we're not, but I don't even remember what you it want is. A hint? Oh, I know oh. what it is. I know what it is, but you can give me a hint and then I'll know for sure. All right. I'm going to, I'll just say this. I have a weddy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I remember. Well, that should be fun. I've never seen that movie. Oh, really? I have no uh, idea what to expect. I remember when it came out. Oh my god! I my advice would be to smoke a little bit of pot before the movie, smoke and I think you'll really enjoy it. All right, so don't yeah. smoke a lot of pot like usual. Just smoke a little. No, bit no, of no, pot. no. Because you want to be you want to be aware. Yeah. Um, but it is it, it it can it can be funny it can be campy, um, uh, yeah. I, and and it's saying something I think really cool. So I'm excited for it. All right. Well, all right. Scary continues. I'm uh, I'm excited. And of course, Marys, if you want even more spooky movies, we did a we started all right. Scary in mid October, and so. If you want to hear us talk about Hello Again or The Fan or what was the other one? Was Did we give What Lies Beneath to everybody? No. What Lies Beneath is a Matreon. That's a Matreon. So, yes. you know, if if your whistle is wet and you want it dripping, patreon.com slash all right, Mary. 
I love that. Marys, if you have thoughts on aliens, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. Or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny Also and on Twitter at Johnny Also One. And, of course, you can find more of me on my other two podcasts in the details, A Celebration of Nuance, which is back all this month with spooky nuances every week, and Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and as mentioned previously, you can get more of both of us on Patreon at patreon.com slash allrightmary. I love it. Um, I don't think we have a... A last chance lip sync. I don't think we do. do. We? I don't think we, we don't do, do that. We don't for do that on yeah. these. Usually, I'll yeah. just find a song that fits the teams with the theme. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So like a- like Alien by Katy Perry. Or something, yes, right? exactly. It might be that. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's actually ET. That I think it's called ET. I think that might be. <laughs> folks, you may be hearing ET playing right now. Uh, not to be confused with Gertie. <laughs> Gertie. Gertie. Uh, what? How does that song? Is that the? Is that the? Oh no, that's maybe that's Wide Awake. I'm Wide Awake. Yeah, it's um. I'm an ET. I'm an ET. E E E. Nope. Nope. Uh, that must be a different song. Okay. Um, I I can hear it in my head, and it it keeps getting muddled. Uh, the alien song. Yeah. Uh, you're right. It is. It is like extraterrestrial. It's yeah. yeah it's not alien. Yeah. yeah. Well playing right now all right marys well so thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week Tati. Tati.